It brought everybody back, Sam. What's going on? The Obi-Wan trailer yes. just dropped the other yes. day. Is Thank Mace you Windu, for asking, Josh Hurwitz. Somewhere. 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 Yeah, somewhere. somewhere. Well, that's the same way I think about dude from, you know, Jurassic Park. He's somewhere riding around on Velociraptor with one arm. Bring them uh, all he, back. Every Samuel L. Jackson character that's died. <laughs> riding raptors, you know. That's but, awesome. Should I hold out hope yes. at this point for that's Mace? A, that's you... a huge history of people with one hand that's returning right. in yes. Star Wars. Uh, yes. I asked, I asked the only person I've ever said that to about coming back was Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm -hmm. I, Good I person to ask, say that to. And she directs episodes of The yeah. Mandalorian and stuff. So, so you think you might be able to hook a brother up? <laughs> and, uh, you like me, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I Samuel L. Jackson games. pandering for a role. It's great. <laughs> Put me back in the game. Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. Yeah, coach, I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I'll learn the you know, lightsaber left hand. Oh uh, thank you so <laughs> much to Josh Hurwitz. <laughs> Happy, sad, confused um, for for getting that great question, definitely go check out the full show on his Patreon. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he gets these great questions out uh, and gets these amazing answers. He's Mr. Werewolf, got it straight from Andrew Garfield. That's so right. He's always no, my question is, did did, uh, did Samuel L. Jackson just accidentally admit that his character from Jurassic Park is coming back? Because he's I like, think he did. He's like, I'm doing a film with Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> no, 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 it's a, that's a different movie. That's a movie, a spy movie ah. called Argyle, Matthew Vaughn. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I thought the same yes. thing. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on? Welcome back to New Rockstars. Mace Windu is long overdue for a return in Star Wars canon, and Samuel L. Jackson himself confirmed wanting to do this. So now, no longer a question of if, but really when and how. Is it going to be in The Mandalorian Season 3? Or going to be, perhaps, even as soon as... <laughs> I don't know. But this is WookieLeaks, our weekly reaction to the latest in Star Wars. I'm here with a man who only needs one hand to take care of business, Tommy Bechtold. I like my Kenobi is becoming more and more like Scooby-Doo every week. Like I'm like, Renobi? Renobi? it's a red eye. You're a rover, need a rover, write me down and I will only become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. You are my brother, Shaggy. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to be far Never mind. Now I'm sounding like Grover. All right, it's, let's just. It really is just out of control. Diminishing returns. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Sam Jackson's recent comments about returning as Mace Windu and assuming he did survive the fall from the Chancellor's chambers on Coruscant. Where has the guy been since? Well, our merch partners at Epic Hero Shop just released two cool Moon Knight-inspired hoodie designs. They're a perfect way to stylishly head into spring while celebrating the show that everyone is going to be talking about in the next few months. To see those and all the great merch options, head on over to EpicHeroShop.com. Tommy, what's our big Star Wars question this oh, week? Oh, baby, we've teased it, we've pleased it, and now it's time to release it. How will Mace Windu return in Star Wars? <laughs> 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 what a release. Um, so Mace Windu's survival from Order 66 isn't just fan headcanon. It's been acknowledged by Jackson in the past and approved even by George Lucas. In 2016, Jackson was asked about this and he said, let's, let's roll the clip here. In my mind, I'm not dead. Jedi's can fall incredibly high distances and not die. And Entertainment Weekly followed up with him and confirmed that he talked about this with George Lucas who said, I'm okay with that. You you can be alive. 
I didn't I don't want to commit fully to the George Lucas. I wasn't ready to go on it. So I, I need to bail. keep working on these movies. There's more aliens to put in. There's more droids <laughs> to put in. I can extend these. I can I can make these more enriched. And then they're like, George, George. Yeah, he's shaking a, a Star Wars snow globe, and they're like, we'll never know what's going on in his mind. It's just a, it's just an ad-ad <laughs> in a snow globe. Um, well, I mean, to be, if you look back at the behind the scenes on uh, the, the prequels, I think it was Phantom Menace, it, that same kind of conversation is exactly how Sam Jackson got a purple lightsaber. He's like, what about a, what about a purple lightsaber? And George Lucas is essentially, I'm okay with that. It could be purple. And so the fact that George Lucas says the same thing to say if, if Mace Windu's alive, yeah. either he's just like very intimidated by Samuel yeah. Jackson <laughs> yes. and he'll just agree to anything he says uh, or loves him that much. Yeah. It's like anything you want. This is your universe yes. now. But uh, I think now Jackson's comments are referring to the conversation he had with actor-director Bryce Dallas Howard on the set of the upcoming Matthew Bond spy movie, Argyle. Mm. Howard has directed some of the better episodes of The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett, and Jackson's eager to return to Mace Windu on one of these series. Now, Bryce Dallas Howard did not direct any of the six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. All of those are being directed by Deborah Chow. So the fact that Jackson was asking Howard would suggest that he might not show up in Kenobi. Because if he was showing up in Kenobi, why would he need to ask that favor of Bryce Dallas Howard right. to put him in one of the other shows. Unless, Tommy, that answer is a clever, clever misdirect to make us <laughs> think way. his return is not coming as soon as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. He's just saying, I'm just someone who's still in a state of uh, of unknowingness, yes. uh, of uncertainty, of when I'm going to show up in a title. So I had to ask Bryce Dallas Howard when really he knows. I don't know if Sam Jackson really gives a shit about playing that kind of 4D chess with fans. I don't think he works that way. Uh, but if Mace Windu were to show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, that would make uh, a bit more sense in him showing up in the modern era because right now in Obi-Wan, this is 10 years after Order 66. The Inquisitors are still really in the process of finding all the Jedi survivors. And it stands to reason Mace could at least elude a capture for a decade. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Cassian Andor are both taking place in that period between Order 66 and A New Hope when uh, the Galactic Empire is still at its, at its peak. Uh, so... Timeline-wise, either of those would be our best window for Windu, mm -hmm. maybe even to establish him as the Jedi who rescued Grogu from the Jedi Temple. Um, now, I'm just going to say this. I'm not saying I want this. I'm just saying it's possible that if Lucasfilm really wanted to, they don't necessarily need the actor Samuel Jackson to come back to pull off this cameo. Like, really, in order to establish his survival as canon, all we need is just maybe that shot of Grogu in his bassinet pod as a purple lightsaber in the foreground mm. slices through a bunch of the 501st clone troopers, and then a figure limps towards the pod, and we all know what that means. Ah. Uh, so Jackson wouldn't even have to be on, in the loop on that. Uh, because, like, yes, like, if they show some version of his face, they'd have to credit his likeness, right. and he might have to sign off on that. I'm not sure. I think Lucasfilm and Disney kind of own the likeness of Mace Windu at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they also don't even need to show his face. Um, but uh, because Samuel L. Jackson is so down to return for this, I, I, I want to see yes, him on set absolutely. for however this is going to go. Um, and uh, I think that's like the truest return of both the character and the actor. I don't want them to do it without him. I'm mm -hmm. um, just saying there are plenty of ways this could work at first to tee up uh, his return on screen. Uh, for some other title. Uh, to bring Mace Windu back in the Mandalorian Boba Fett era would just bring up a lot more questions because the Mandalorian takes place over 28 years 
after Revenge of the Sith. That would mean Mace Windu not only survived Order 66, but then just stayed out of all the events of A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Even if he was helping the Rebellion in some unseen way, uh, for him to not cross paths with like Obi-Wan or Yoda or Luke during Luke's Jedi training just seems like super unlikely for the kind of warrior Mace Windu is. Mm. He's at the front of the line, you know? Yes. So I think if Mace Windu returns in whatever, in whatever era he returns in, the first time we see him, my opinion is, I think it'd be best to just introduce him via flashback, uh, similar to that Order 66 flashback in Episode 6 of Boba Fett. Just, like, explain the events of how he survived at first. That doesn't need to be where we need to live with him forever and ever. It doesn't need to be an Obi-Wan or even Cassian Andor. It can be in any of these series. It can just flash back to that night whenever they, they want to introduce him. Uh, they could even use the same de-aging tech they used on Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel. They have the technology. That's right. They can just... They could do it um, and just use this moment to establish how he survived for the fans who don't already like uh, consider that to be the truth. Uh, you could even dovetail it onto that Grogu in the dormitory scene in the Book of Boba Fett. That flashback just showed the second part of that scene, who got him out of that from a different point of view. And then uh, that would set up a future limited run series that could show Mace's years in hiding during that Bad Batch era uh, as the Galactic Empire is taking over, how he got away from it, and then give it to Bryce Dallas Howard. She can direct all this. Give us six episodes of that, six episodes, and it, we're all going to watch it. It's going to be one of your most watched yes, series ever. absolutely. But if they want to bring back Mace Windu in the later era, 980Y, when The Mandalorian, when Boba Fett takes place, um, we're going to just need a bit of an explanation for where he was during all those years, during the Galactic Civil War, when Luke really needed him the most. Again, there are still many possibilities to that, though. Uh, but the three I like for where Mace Windu could have been for nearly three decades. One, he could have been Palpatine's prisoner all those years, perhaps one of the previous donors of Imcount Rich Blood mm. before Grogu came along and took over that role. Mm. Uh, the second option, maybe he was frozen in carbonite all those years and kept in storage. Wow. And then someone just forgot he was there. Or three, he could have been in the world between worlds. And we already know, technically in Star Wars canon, his voice did come from beyond. It was implied that his voice was coming through either the nether regions of the Force, maybe the world between worlds, and the Rise of Skywalker when he spoke to Rey. So he's still out there in some form. Uh, either he's dead. I assume at that point, by the sequel trilogy, the guy's dead. Mm. Um, but, like... There, there are areas, other realms that he could be in. Mm. Uh, Tommy, I wanted to ask you, how, how do you most want to see Mace Windu return? Eric, are you ready to have your mind absolutely blown? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready, okay. but you're going to blow it anyway. I had a uh, conversation with off-screen producer Brandon about this exact topic, and together we oh. formed a theory about how Mace Windu could come back that I think is pretty incredible, and I almost hesitate to share online. So... Shortly after his uh, confrontation with Anakin and Emperor Palpatine, at that point, Senator Palpatine, I believe. I don't think he had... Chancellor, Chancellor Palpatine. Chancellor Palpatine, thank you. Uh, Mace Windu is, of course, ejected, uh, thrown a great distance, badly wounded, uh, and left for dead. But Anakin is no fool. He's about to be Darth Vader. Anakin recovers the body of Mace Windu, badly beaten. And in the same technology that is used to repair Vader... They repair Mace Windu, they wipe his memory, and they turn him into an Inquisitor. 
So he is now a Whoa. part Jedi, part cyborg inquisitor going around. Now, this eliminates the need for de-aging because I'm, I'm talking he has like a Kano metal thing on his face. He's got like, sure. we don't necessarily need to de-age him. We just put a lot of mods on him. So oh he's now God. going around finding other Jedis until he runs into Obi-Wan Kenobi. They have a fight. Obi-Wan Kenobi recognizes his old, uh, his former kind of, not mentor, but another older Jedi that had helped train him and helped make him the Jedi that he was. He uses his force, the force of the good, to restore Mace's mind, thus creating kind of a man without a country. Mace doesn't necessarily have the old ways. He's probably disgusted with how the Jedi's ended. He's also now probably disgusted with himself and has a conflict of what did he do while he was under the control of Vader? And now he's forced to, you know, make his way throughout the galaxy, which could also have him then wind up on the Mandalorian as a current age Samuel L. Jackson, just kind of as a like, man, as I said, man without a country, hired gun with all these, with this crazy skill set, and now all these mods. So that is how I'd like to see him come back. That's wild. I mean, that's like, it's like a, another version of Darth Vader in a lot of yes. ways, but like uh, um, someone with more of a Jedi association than a Sith association. Right. I, I think like, I'm glad that you said that um, the plan would be to restore his memories. Cause I think if you're going to bring him back, like if you bring anyone back in star Wars, you want that opportunity to recall past events. Yes, the Clone of Wars course. era And Phantom Menace to, to have yes. the callbacks. They, they repeat the lines that they right. say, um, he's too dangerous to be left alive or whatever, it, what, you know, whatever quote you want at a Mace Windu. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I love the idea that he could be a representative of, uh, the Jedi who never really learned the error of the Jedi ways. Right. Like, in, in the original trilogy, Luke doesn't have a whole lot of time to spend with Obi-Wan Kenobi and, uh, with Yoda. Like, he, he seems to be, truly optimistic about bringing back the Jedi order, mm -hmm. um, you know, after the galactic civil war ends. And I'd love to see some like older Jedi who survives, who uh, refuses, refuses to admit that the Jedi orthodoxy was flawed. Right. Sure. You know, absolutely. Because Mace Windu had that dogmatic of everyone on the Jedi council seemed to be the most dogmatic, yes. uh, the most disciplined about, uh, the types of personalities that belong on the Jedi Council. Yes, absolutely. And now imagine him being broken and looking down at himself and seeing the remnants of a killing machine that was created by Vader and, and completely controlled by Vader for years. What did he do? What did he do? And now he's back and he's got his old memories back and maybe the, the old and new memories are conf are conflicting. Maybe he's got like a Jason Bourne fractured brain. <laughs> See, I don't need him to have like a fractured brain or like a ton of cybernetic implants. I think everyone in Star Wars at some point is going to have some mod upgrades. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think that needs to completely change his mindset. I don't need like the... A kind of Terminator. I want him to be a Borg, Eric. That's my pitch. I want him to be a Borg. So, <laughs> see, I think like when a lot of people hear this, well, where was he then? It's like the same thing uh, of like the argument I would have when people say the X Men can't exist in the MCU because why wouldn't they have helped? It's like the camera just wasn't pointing exactly. in that direction. Yes. He could have been fighting in all kinds of battles, and we just didn't know. There were just other layers to the fight in the same way that, like, the Clone Wars series mm -hmm. showed us all these other adventures that were happening behind the scenes. Yeah. If you're to tell me that, you know, as of Revenge of the Sith in 2005, that, like, no, there can't be any more Anakin and Obi-Wan story because we didn't see it in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Right. It's like, 
uh, how come we didn't see Ahsoka Tano in those movies? Right. It's like, no, she was there. It's just the camera wasn't pointed right. at her. Like, yep. it, like they just chose not to put her in that story, in that sequence of events. The camera, she wasn't in the frame, but she was still in the world at the time. Yes. So I think the same can be true for Mace Windu. I like, yeah. He could have been helping the Galactic Civil War in any number Absolutely. of ways. And he, he could have, it was like a terrorist network from the Empire's point of view. Anybody who wasn't uh, fitting in to their regime uh, was just someone who was screwing things up for them. And Mace Windu could have been like slicing the legs off at ats, or he could have been uh, blowing up other super weapons that the Empire was trying to build. He could have been um, bombing uh, Palpatine's uh, 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 summer home yeah. on a leak at a lake somewhere. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, I like. I, that's the perfect way to put it. The camera just wasn't pointed at them. I love. I love that. Yeah. I love that theory and that that way of looking at right the stories. So yes, I'm with you, Eric. I'm with you. And, and it's like you know, uh, in Endgame they had like an inelegant version of this where they asked this to Captain Marvel and she goes, "I was just saving other planets. Right. I was saving other worlds." Like there could just be one line of dialogue yeah. where Samuel Jackson says that and then yells at us, and then we're all like, yeah. "Yes, sir. Yes, we're sorry right. for asking." I was saving Wookies. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Works for me. No problem. Works for me. And I think we're going to see that in uh, in Kenobi. What it looks like when a Jedi is truly in hiding. Uh, like Obi Wan Kenobi could have helped out. He could have helped out Cassie and Andor. Yeah. He could have helped out all kinds of people. No, he pretty much just stayed on a desert planet looking after a kid. You got to imagine how many rebels were pissed off about that. Bail Organa, Mon Mothma know that Obi Wan is out there. Probably plenty of missions where they're like, "Can this Jedi war hero please help right. us out on this one?" Yeah. And not until the Battle of Scarif do they're like, okay, we absolutely need someone. But he doesn't help them out in that mm. operation. Really, they're just like, he'll just be there to receive the, the battle plans uh, from Princess Leia when, right. when she gets there. Yes. They don't ask him to leave Tatooine to help them out. Right. So anyway, uh, when a Jedi is in exile, I think most people understand that, like, leave them in exile. They can help us in other ways. Mm. Like, they fought their wars. They don't need to help out with this Galactic Civil War. Or maybe they don't know that he survived, but, like... I think it's perfectly okay for a Jedi to help out in other ways that don't put him in at the center of the rebel leadership. Yeah. I, I actually did get some confirmation of a character who is going to be in Mandalorian season three, or at least an actor. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, Dr. Emmett Brown, oh, Back to the Future Marty. himself, is joining this cast. That's an amazing casting. Uh, yes. There's so many great options of characters he could play. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that more in a bit. But first, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Thank you to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode. Everybody has a morning routine. Maybe you drink coffee. Maybe you have some, the same breakfast every morning. You watch a new Rockstars video while you brush your teeth. Maybe your routine includes changing into your favorite pair of underwear, which for us is always the super comfortable me undies. Oh, yeah. They're truly the most comfortable underwear. Once you try their undies, socks, or loungewear, you'll never go back. Choose from a range of limited edition prints and colors and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can also sign up for their free to join me undies membership where you get a monthly subscription that sends new styles right to your door. Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, free shipping, and exclusive early access to new launches. Me undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you can return your order for a full 
refund within 45 days. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash Wookie. That's MeUndies.com slash Wookie, one E. We also want to thank Masterclass for sponsoring this episode. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn science from Bill Nye, learn drumming from Ringo Starr, even learn basketball from Steph Curry. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Here at New Rockstars, we're huge fans of the writing process and the filmmaking process. Uh, So we like taking those kind of classes. They've got classes from big directors, uh, writers, actors, even have classes from both Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer, two absolute movie score titans. So uh, if you can't decide between who has a better Batman uh, score, yeah. Uh, you can you can just take the best of both worlds. Uh, the class from Sandman creator Neil Gaiman on storytelling is amazing. He covers everything from how to discover your writing voice to how to overcome writer's block. The classes are really well produced and you can watch them on your computer, smart TV, or any device where you stream. These are actual projects for you to do so the learning is immersive and more active. We highly recommend you to go check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass and for the New Rockstars audience, you can get 15% off an annual membership so go to masterclass.com slash wookie that's wookie with two e's and thank you to peloton for sponsoring this episode fear is the mind killer and boredom is the exercise killer doing the same workout over and over can sap your motivation to exercise and hurt your fitness progress that's where our friends at peloton can help with their awesome peloton app you don't need to own one of the cool peloton bikes to use the app for classes and workouts they have new classes new music and new ways to keep your workouts fun and motivating peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength and 20 minutes of cardio or do a quick 15 minute total body class before work stay motivated while having fun with bike workouts yoga, meditation, dance, cardio, and more. They have some very cool boxing classes that I'm eager to try. You don't need to have ever boxed before. You don't even need the gloves. You can build up an excellent sweat while learning fundamentals of boxing and channeling your inner welterweight champion. You can use the app on all your devices, play it on your TV to work out in the living room, or bring your phone or tablet out to the yard for some sun and sweat outdoors. So if you want to add some great motivating variety to your workouts, check out the Peloton app by clicking the link in the video's description or visit onepeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. Tommy, what's our next question? Oh, I am so excited to ask this question and I'm so excited to find out the answer when it happens. Who will Christopher Lloyd play in The Mandalorian Season 3? It's so exciting. Like, we don't even know what character he's playing. It just seems like it's long overdue for Christopher Lloyd to show up in Star Wars. Like, let's get this guy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, too. Like, why hasn't he worked more? He's so amazing. Not just in, like, the Back to the Future films, but He'd be a great, uh, uh, like, Scott Lang variant, like an like a old Ant-Man from another universe. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Just because like, he's kind of oh, got, sure. I mean, he's not like good as good looking as Paul Rudd, but he's got the same kind of charm and can be dramatic. I think he's hotter than Paul Rudd, is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, that's but what He's meant. got the same kind of charm, but also able to convey real emotions in his acting. So like if you had yeah. him as like a different Scott Lang, you know, almost the way, um, who was the guy that played the great Loki? Richard, uh, what is his last name? Uh, in, in, uh, in Richard E. Grant. Yes. Oh, like the way he handled playing classic Loki. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I no, no. I think that's a good take. I think like he not only can ham it up, of course, as Doc Brown. Like so much of the joy of the Back to Future trilogy is just on Christopher just the faces. Lloyd's shoulders. Like Scott. Like, 
<laughs> and to be honest, like, uh, of course, Michael J. Fox is uh, um, um, Marty McFly. Yes. Like, you can see so much of what he did in that role show up with what Tom Holland is doing in the Spider-Man mm-hmm. films. Like, it's almost like a beat for beat impersonation of Marty McFly in those movies. But Christopher Lloyd was the second half of that coin. And like the way he could make us laugh in the, in the role he played and also make us terrified Mm -hmm. of the consequences of the space time continuum unraveling. Um, Now this role is described as a guest star role. So it may just be in one episode or a couple episodes the way like Werner Herzog in the first season of the Mandalorian, which is kind of there for a few episodes to lend his amazing voice to this role. Yes. Um, So you could just imagine him as some other uh, leader within the Imperial ranks Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever, you know, uh, a Moff Gideon, uh, ally or someone working with Thrawn. But I actually think uh, let's consider him as perhaps someone representing the New Republic mm. leadership. Uh, you had talked when we were when we were covering the Book of Boba Fett where the Mandalorian Season 3 is going to go, mm-hmm. maybe visiting Moff Gideon's trial with the New Republic judicial system. Yes. Uh, it could be fun to see Christopher Lloyd play some senator from the original Republic yes. era, who's now like uh, kind of the elder in the room. Yeah. who's just like, we can't make the same mistakes that we made before. But no one listens to him. Shut up, old yeah. man. Or or he's saying that, but it's a double cross, and he's the one that frees Moff Gideon. Oh, he's corrupt. He's corrupt. A corrupt yeah. Lloyd. Corrupt Lloyd. They got his, uh, his granddaughter uh, kidnapped, and he like, you better release the Moff Gideon or... Your granddaughter gets it. I kind of wonder if, like, if, if it is a Mandalorian, at some point we're going to be visiting the living waters of the mines of Mandalore. Could uh, he represent some Mandalorian elder? Oh, that would be amazing. Someone who's from the armorer's generation. Uh, but he does not. He's someone else. Because we have the armorer who's kind of like the the bastion of authority and knowledge within the Mandalorian survivor network. But she's uh, kind of a zealot, you know? She's insane in her orthodoxy. So we need some other maskless Mandalorian who can represent the other side of that philosophy and truly stand toe-to-toe with her and debate her Mm. on something. I could see Christopher Lloyd playing that role really well. I agree. I would love to see that, yeah. Yeah, someone else that, like, Mando feels pressured to listen to. Like, someone else, like, do I want to follow you off a cliff, actually? Because you're just as crazy, but what you're saying makes more sense. Maybe, maybe, and maybe what he's, yeah, and what he's saying is, like, we we were wrong to be so rigid and so absolute in our rules. You know, kind of mirroring the Jedi code, you know, and how some of the... uh the older Jedi's came to see kind of how ridiculous all that orthodoxy was, you know, even, even Yoda in, uh, in the rise of Skywalker going like page turners, they are not, you know, or, or, uh-huh. or that was, yeah. or that was last Jedi, right? Last Jedi. Yeah. Last Jedi. Um, it's fine. But that, like, I think that's, uh, what we want to see from uh, uh from that character is he has a mix of like insanity, but also like the crazy old man you want to listen to. Uh, and like he could represent all the other sides of the Mandalorian culture. Say we didn't, our our culture didn't get eradicated because Bo Katan picked up a blade that she didn't rightfully win. Uh, we didn't lose our ways because some of most of us wanted to not walk around with helmets on our head all day. Like, there was a vibrant Mandalorian culture 
uh, and a tradition and a history that is uh, more mainstream than what you have been led to believe is the only way. So let me tell you my my version of events of why we got bombed in the Night of uh, a Thousand Tears. There is one character from Star Wars lore, from Star Wars Legends, that we have to mention as a perfect, perfect casting, I think, for Christopher Lloyd. A crazy old bat by the name of Joris Sabaoth. Yes. So this old uh, insane man was a uh, character from, they're now legends, but they're Thrawn stories. So, you know, Thrawn is coming into live action, uh, you know. In, at some point, either in Ahsoka or in The Mandalorian Season 3. So presumably this guy could as well. It seems like Filoni's whole mission is just to bring the best parts of Legends yeah. into Star Wars canon once more. So originally, this guy was a Jedi Master who led the Outbound Flight Project. Kind of like, a, a, almost like Moses leading a new civilization through the, the desert. Or you can imagine it like Star Trek. Like uh, finding new worlds yes. to, to settle and to colonize. Uh, but this fleet was found and destroyed by Thrawn. Mm. Um, and then Joris, poor old Joris, was captured. Uh, and this is when, uh, during the Galactic Civil War era, Palpatine found him and essentially took his uh, 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 DNA and cloned him, making him this insane figure of Joris with two U's. Mm. Uh, and basically defied Palpatine and went off on his own. And it's just this awesome character who represents like a, a strict uh, approach, a strict philosophy of uh, the Jedi mindset, yeah. but is just completely in in another headspace. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Luke actually finds him in some comics and uh, and trains with him briefly, um, but just like can't just cannot get on the same page yeah. with them. And then he ends up leaving with Mara Jade <laughs> after Joyce tries to kill Mara Jade with boulders. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. He's a really, really cool character. He's just this insane hermit that would be really fun to pair this era of Luke and Ahsoka with. I like that in the rule of threes, it's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, described as an insane hermit. Not really. Yoda, described as an insane hermit. A little wacky, but not necessarily insane. And then this guy, described as an insane hermit, fits the billing. Tries to kill a Jedi Absolutely with a bullet. insane. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, the fact that we spent a whole episode with uh, young Luke, I think I think they're going to be eager to try that again. Uh, I don't know if the Mandalorian Season 3 is going to spend a lot of time with young Luke and Ahsoka, or that might just be something that they leave for the Ahsoka series. But, like... Never in a thousand years would I have imagined the book of Boba Fett would have spent an entire episode with just like Luke and Grogu and Ahsoka on a on like a lush green planet. So the fact that like they did that on the book of Boba Fett means that like they could totally do it in the Mandalorian season three. Absolutely. The, the way these series are structured is like they're going to be random one off episodes that just follow other characters. Absolutely. So that could be what they mean by just casting him in like a one off uh, guest role. Love it. Right. Uh, yep. And if you could, if I had to pick anyone from Star Wars Legends that I I would want him, like if they're gonna bring in someone who already exists, who isn't just like a new character, I'd love it to be Joris. If not, I'd I if it's gonna be a new character who doesn't exist already, I I'd love it for him to be some kind of Mandalorian elder character who can just represent some some other kind of ideology. Uh, what do you think, Tommy? <laughs> I, you know, I think of all of that. I, I, the thing that would be most exciting for me would be uh, to go back to your original, your, your the middle uh, suggestion, having him be some sort of Mandalorian elder that is that is kind of the counterweight to the armorer, like just yeah. yeah, for every reason that you said, you know, just like 
still, you know, maybe even rigid in his resistance to the old ways and in, in, in his in his in his uh, reluctance to, to have anyone else go there. Just someone to kind of continue the pull that uh, that uh, that uh, Jin Jardin is uh, is being pulled with or Din Jardin is being pulled with already after being kind of, you know, excommunicated from the Mandalorians. But still, he's such a like a, a straight arrow that it's like even even being exiled. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm still going to follow <laughs> the ways probably. So, yeah, I, I think the fact that the armorer shunned him just upon his confession that at some point someone saw him under his mask. I think the long arc for Din Djarin on this series is that uh, he's he started as someone firmly rooted in uh, the watches mindset of this is the way. And it was such an interesting introduction because to those of us watching the animated series, there's plenty of Mandalorian characters and Mandalorian culture who is not that strict. So like that is an, it's like watching someone be detoxicated from a cult. That's the story of this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yep. And and so we need someone else who can kind of break him free to help him go clear. Uh, well, to you know what I mean. Yeah. To go dark. <laughs> uh, to to break him from that mindset and really confront the the orthodoxy that we've heard from the armorer. Um, and to maybe teach him when he goes to the living waters that he does not need to rejoin the rot the watch. That that's not his way. No, there is another way. There's another way. Yes. <laughs> Life will find that Life way. Life will find a way. Well, we'll leave it there for this episode of Wookie Leaks. Don't forget to check out our great merch options at NeuroXersMerch.com. As always, we're going to be here every week discussing Star Wars news. Whatever your biggest questions are, please ask us. Yes. Uh, hashtag Wookie Leaks, I guess, with two E's. Uh, but tag me and Tommy on Twitter to let us know what biggest questions you have about Star Wars specifically. Yes. Uh, if you tweet us and if it's a question we talk about, we'll shout you out on this show. That's right. Just as a little little motivation there. Mm, mm, mm. You follow me at EA Boss, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtel, follow New Rockstar, subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching and uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Man. Man.